is the new F word. This is your host Lolita and today I'm going to be talking about falling apart with my sister. Hello, hello. This is falling apart at 40 but technically we're all falling apart right now no matter what world fucking age we are. Apart. Yes. Yeah. So this is pretty appropriate. It really is. This is going to put a whole different spin on it because yeah the world is really a little bit on its axis. It's a bizarre time. It is a very bizarre time. When we originally wrote this, meaning I'm writing down all the F words, falling apart was about the emotional aspects of turning 40, physical, physical yeah, and becoming single and just all the changes that happened to it, which we're still going to touch base on. But honestly, now it's taken a whole new turn on we're going to be all falling apart as a society. <laughs> Mentally, physically, spiritually, financially. <laughs> I mean, this is bad for somebody trying to play the field. You'd be like, hey, you only can do a doggy because I don't want you to breathe on me. That's still, that's not six feet of social distancing. <laughs> do you have six feet dildos? What the fuck was that? Did you, did you hear that? Yeah. If y'all heard that, that sounded like a bizarre horn at a very strange time that we were talking. So I don't know if people are listening or what. I think it was just somebody hot rodding because there's... Not a lot of traffic out. They're driving like assholes. They're not a lot to do. All right. So we're going to get focused here. So falling apart. (laughs) So falling apart. When I was 40, that's truly when I had my first true falling apart emotional breakdown. Because I found myself, as you all know, single. Single and emotionally going, what the fuck am I going to do? New people are going to be coming into my life. They're going to be seeing me way different than when my ex saw me when I was 16. How am I going to pay for shit? How am I going to do anything? So all of that is flooding my head. As a lot of you, when you go through changes, whether it's divorce, your children leaving, whatever, you truly do have a fall apart of what your life, what you thought it looked like and and what it is. is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that happens a lot with women and and like you were saying any big life changing event divorce marriage kids leaving Death. sickness yeah. i mean all of those things sometimes it can even just be as simple as a job change and like everything that you have put your own value in right. is now gone and so like your identity yeah, yeah like, your identity your identity exactly. yeah like whatever it is that that makes you think that you're you, if that is threatened or changed or removed in any way, then yeah, you I mean, fall apart. You fall apart, truly. I mean, I'm in the closet calling you falling apart. Yeah. You yeah, know, like, I remember that. I had a beautiful closet, by the way. <laughs> okay, anyhow. But I'm in my closet, surrounded by my shoes and my purses, and I'm falling apart because, just like you said, my identity of who am I and my whole life, it has been mom, wife, I kind of knew my role. And I was very good at that. And then when that is all taken away from me, my kids graduate, they leave, me and my ex split up. You are like, who am I? Right. And what the fuck am I going to do now? And that right. is super hard. 
And I think it's also really hard that even sometimes you have to fall apart and then you put it back together. And sometimes when you put it back together, it can be better or stronger or whatever. Oh, I would say that's but, definitely right? happened. I, it can, for sure. But Or you can why, end up in a loony bin. I mean, right? that's the honest. <laughs> right? And it's a very fine fucking line on which way it's going to go on certain days. But I think one of the things that you have to be able to do to truly like make it better or move forward is to be able to say goodbye to that person who you thought you were going to be. And yes. I think that that's and really, really hard. So until you can come to grips with, okay, my life looks like this right now. Right now it looks like this. It's not ever going to look like how it did a week ago, a year ago, or whatever. And then what do you do about that to move forward? And that's, that's fucking that's hard. That's huge because, do you remember how bad I struggled with that? Yeah. Like I couldn't... Like, people would ask me, like, that first year, when you picture retirement, or who do you picture yourself with as another, with another man? And, like, I would get my heart palpitations sweaty. Like, it made me sick to my stomach because I couldn't picture anything in my life except Alex and what it was supposed to be like. Right. Like, right. I did not, I didn't know. I couldn't even visualize. Sure, you I didn't really over know. two decades with a certain plan and a certain trajectory, and that whole thing just went... Bye, bitch. See ya. And, and I will tell you what happened when when the divorce happened. I stayed in the house for a while. And then my, my second falling apart emotionally came when I sold my house because my house was my pride and joy. I took a, I loved that house and I had my children in that house and all these memories and I had a lot of resentment about not having the house. That was like the final straw for me. Yeah, that was honestly, the worst breakdown. That was the worst breakdown I've ever seen you had in as far as, <laughs> I mean, like I, you were super sad and, but there was also an underlying fuck you anger that oh, helped you get past Alex and like go to school and do all this, but the house was like it, true it was sadness true sadness and it was a representation of all of your teamwork that you guys did together i mean we yeah all the positives kid, i feel like all, all the positives all exactly. the, the pool we put in the upgrade of my beautiful closet like all the memories we made with our children well yes, i mean in like was, our family we did holidays over there, there. Like, yeah some of my best memories are sitting on that couch with your girls because you lived so close, just sitting there bullshitting until and I'd I remember, be like, oh my God, it's midnight, I gotta go. I remember when the kids have gone, Alex is gone, I'm sitting there with the dog and, you know, it's this big house, it's echoey and it was, it felt lonely mm-hmm. because it was, so, it was just me in this big old house. Right. It wasn't filled it, with It wasn't things. filled with the joy. Because, you know, your house is your home and where the laughter is. That is the truth. I think if you could, you could live in a tiny little thousand square foot house. And if you, if you have joy and happiness in it, it doesn't matter. Right. And absolutely. so, but I still felt like I didn't want to quite leave it. And I still struggle with it. There's moments I'm like, why did I sell there's many moments. Yes. I mean, I mean there is. There yeah, is many I, moments. And my children still struggle a mm-hmm. lot. My girls will call me and say, we miss the house so much, we can't even drive by it. Like, all the good memories. And I should have kept it. No. I mean, I that know. would have been a whole different different set of problems, right? That came, too. I know. Right. And everything moving forward. And, and I it was able to travel. Because I sold the house, I was able to travel a ton and see my kids and my grandkids and do all of these experiences. And then when my best friends 
ex-husband died, but right after they split up, I ended up moving in with her shortly after because she had this big, beautiful house with nobody in it. And it was something that needed to be done for both of us. And like that worked out the way it was supposed to work out. Think Frankie and Gracie, but it's, it's not, it's Lolita and Jada, but, but, and we're younger by years, but it's that it ended up working out. And their husbands weren't gay lovers, but no, they were not. But, but I'm just saying that it's one of those things that I fell apart and I fell apart thinking my body was also, I was going in my forties and I had hurt my wrist and really Your bad. Knee. And then I hurt my knee and I was like, and then I ended up having to have this big surgery because I found out I had a genetic disorder for my boobs, the check too. And I'm like, are you joking me? Like, <laughs> is this a fucking joke? So now I'm emotionally and then physically a oh little bit. Physically. It is, so at 40, I was like in the fittest, healthiest shape yeah. that I had ever been. And then when Trey was diagnosed with cancers, two, three, and four right in a row, and that stress, and then it was like one thing after another. It was my toe, it was a stress <laughs> fracture, and then I tore the labrum in my hip, not the labia. <laughs> That's what I thought she said. Yes. She came and said, I tore my labrum. <laughs> I tore and the I labrum. Thought, me and my daughter actually thought she said labia. <laughs> and if you would have seen the look on their faces, and I'm like, why are you looking at me like that? And they're like, you tore your labia? And I'm like, like go Mike wow he's gotten he's got all the right moves that would not be the right moves but like right now I have shoulder impingement and I like to work out I mean we talked about this in fat and fat and how it's very hard for me because that was how I like wanted to relieve stress blah 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 and if I couldn't do that oh my gosh an eyesight like what the hell? I still like, have that. Crazy she Jesus. does, but uh-huh. it, it might it gets worse by the fucking day. I swear to God. Yeah, I swear. And then also God. the gray hair thing. And oh I know God. a lot of you can relate to this because hairdressers are not open right now. Roots are coming in strong. In fact, I'm really glad that I'm naturally blonde. I might be a dirty blonde. <laughs> no pun dirty, dirty. dirty. My gray hair is coming out more, and like there's just things that you really notice about. Your physical falling apart too. Yeah. And even your though skin, if you have, oh my God, I mean, there's yeah. so many, I mean, so many things that, and it's there are those things, right? Start and happening. we're not all freaking J Lo. J Oh my God, I was just gonna say J Lo. Of course, of course. She went. I want to drink. Oh, drink. okay. We're, we're talking about aging and drinking, <laughs> or Lolita's drinking every time. Every time. There's genetics that play into that, but you know, it also is a whole thing of it takes some work to keep yourself up. At 40. And I struggle because for the genetic disorder that I have for LFS, well, and I have check two, too, because I'm an overachiever. Like, I am fucking ancient, right? In that where 40 is right. not the new effort, 40 is and I definitely, life expectancy. I, I actually think I feel probably the best in my 40s, too. I fell apart emotionally, but then I was able to pull myself up and go back to school. Oh, lose, yeah, you yeah, rock it. It's and, amazing. And lose weight. It's beautiful. And I, I got to, I mean, but I had to work hard at that because I, as you all know from listening to the other podcasts, I really gave myself, I devoted myself to my children too much and the house. And I really... She had no balance. I did not. That it was not, I'm, I work really hard now on balance, but I don't know how it would be like if I had a child now. Well, first of all, I would jump off a bridge. Yeah. But, no. Because I have adult children, but I'm just saying that I don't know if it will ever be my strength. Of balance? Because I I don't know, because I dive into mom role really, really well. Like, even probably in a relationship, I'm going to go into taking care of mode. That's just what I do. Well, that is who you are. It is. But then it's, the whole thing is, like, 
can you move past the guilt that we have been taught to feel if we, for heaven for fucking bid, put ourselves on the priority list. And we need to so we don't fall apart. God, if I could learn anything, so we don't fall apart physically and emotionally. If women put themselves first more, and I'm not saying neglect your children. I, I'm, I'm very against that, in fact. Yes. But I mean, the balance is, you know what? I was such a control freak about if I wasn't home at dinner making these great meals for my children. And if Alex was like, I will give him McDonald's. If he did that more than once a week, I felt like that's terrible. I'm just saying, so I can't balance it out to go to the gym. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Like I struggled with that mm-hmm. so much feeling guilty that I wasn't providing this certain life for my children. And they would tell you that mom, you know, it was right. Especially at that particular time, like when I was hot and heavy in the gym and I'd be like, come with me. I'm like, just put it on your calendar and you would be good for like two weeks. And then it would be too many fast food meals, too many. And your girls were fine. Well, they were fine. Although I mean, they they might, they hated the fast food. Both of my girls don't like fast food. And my youngest Maddie would be like, that makes me feel sick. And I'm like, I know. But then I would be mad at my ex for not fucking just cooking. Like, can you just whip up a meal? I know I only can cook two things, but can you whip them up? (laughs) You know, (laughs) dream dinners would have been nice back in the day. I just think that we need to learn as, as women. And I think there's also men out there that need to learn this to have some time for yourself. Whether right. it, it doesn't have to be, it could be like, you know what, Joe, I'm going to go outside and take a nice 30 minute walk and you're going to watch the kids for 30 minutes and I'm going to go deep breathe. I mean, it can be something that Simple. easy right. and that you don't feel guilty that your kids are like, we want to go, we want to ride our scooter next to you. And then you'd feel as a mom, I need to right. do that. So, and then you're not walking at the pace that you need to walk. I mean, yeah, all those things. And again, just some time to decompress. So I, I do think that the falling apart thing is a legit thing that all of us women We'll go through at some point in our life. Men, a lot of times men call it the midlife crisis and they go buy a new sports car or they have an affair with a 20 year old woman. And I think women end up being in the closet crying and maybe binge shopping or, or having a lot of drinks as we're having some now, right? Or, you know, well, that's the, that's the Rona because <laughs> we're all going to come out of here alcoholics and 500 pounds. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I think we all should probably have eight like we were on like you know the world's going through this huge thing we're on lockdown and it's like people are like oh it's like the end of times it's like you know but it's not the end of times like there were so many people out today and I, we also have tons of food in our fridge, but we should be eating like we don't. Like we should be having this one saltine cracker and be like, we have to save the saltines for later. We should act like we're in Survivor. Yes. <laughs> we should count out the, the things of rice. Right. And then like, we should go do challenges. Like we should be rationing. And then we should act like we were really on lockdown <laughs> and ration and come out like super like, oh, I don't know. But don't for know. some reason, everybody's like, every picture on Facebook is seriously food. Mm-hmm. or alcohol yeah and that's about it <laughs> and then weird fucking games <laughs> take a picture of something pink i spy pink i'm gonna punch somebody in the face see now i'd much rather see that than people like bitching and moaning. oh i don't like those i'm like oh <laughs> we're losing our fucking mind well that is true it is oh true. i am too i mean i put my hair as a unicorn i did a whole unicorn video so not on facebook but <laughs> You gotta follow me on Snap for that important shit. So when y'all see me fall apart for real, no. But I do think that we also need to realize that when we fall apart emotionally and physically, that most of us, and I think actually all of us, unless you really have like a bipolar disorder or something, are strong enough to get out of it. Our body too. Because 
for the most part. I don't know. I mean, as somebody who's had to be on meds a couple of different times because my, and I'm pretty fucking strong, but my life has been a lot of heartache, boom, boom, boom in a row and a lot of stressors in a row. But you're and that's able all to pull yourself out. Yeah, but when my anxiety was so bad, like I needed meds for that. So, yeah. I think so, a lot but of I think I'm going to need some meds after this. <laughs> I'm driving around with all kinds of value in my purse. I'm not taking it while I'm driving it. It's a freaking comfort thing yeah, for people me. People get real sensitive about everything. Yes. So, so I have like to that, clarify. Don't even listen to it's, it's like podcast. it's like a, it's it's a crutch. Anyway, not that I, I have had to take it a couple of times. I think that this yes, most it's fucking delicious. I'm drinking, we're drinking a peach whiskey. And an Arnold Palmer. Now say that when you're drunk. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot. But yes, people I think are strong enough, but I think that you need to recognize when you need help, whether it's counseling, whether it's meds. I mean, it was my counselor who after two years said, I've never seen you this down. I think it's time to go talk to your doc. Right. And so I don't ever want to anybody to think that. That they're weak if they have to get if it, they, right? Yeah, or that, you know. I just think it's mind over matter. I think most of the time we are strong enough. I can tell you when I sold the house and I was emotional wreck, that would probably, when I look back at all of my life, that might have been the time I should have probably maybe been on a med, mm-hmm. you know? But instead, I just powered through it. And I actually became, I exercised way more. That is kind of what happened. Right, and that's what I've been doing this because i got to offset the 80. Now, I haven't lost any weight, but (laughs) at least you're not going to But I just think, too, like, I think falling apart emotionally, falling apart physically. I had my year of yes. I had this surgery. And, you know, I'm literally cut from hip to hip. Yeah. And my sister, I have the same one. I know. I got it. But a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And you have, you're de-stuffed. Like, it's like a -a Build-A-Bear. You're literally de-stuffed. Build-A-Boobs. And build-a-boobs. And then intense tummy tuck. And all of that happens in like the pain and your body is going through all this stuff and you're kind of physically falling apart a little bit and emotionally going, holy shit. And then after it's all over, you realize how fucking strong you are. You our bodies are really Our bodies like, I have been so mean all these years because I didn't look like Cindy Crawford or JLo, what everybody thinks a woman should look like. You beat yourself up. And I know so many of us do this. But man, the first reality of my surgery, did I not say this? Yeah. My body fucking rocked. It's... I couldn't believe how strong she is. I couldn't believe how much she fucking healed. I couldn't yep. believe everything she was supposed to do, she did. And I have been mean to her. And honestly, we should all remember that. I mean, and I think that anytime that we do something like a surgery that we're recovering from, you start an exercise regimen, you do all these different things that if we honor how strong we truly oh are. I mean, our bodies are meant to survive. If we listen to them, it's the same thing. Like when I eat like shit, so many you feel like shit. Right. My body's telling me, bitch, eat a salad for the love of God. Or you're going to fall apart physically. <laughs> no. And it starts. I yeah. mean, it's, it's so true. Well, and then you get in the emotional aspect of oh, falling yeah. apart when your body is not doing what's supposed to be, but, but like thanking your body, thanking yes. your body. And our minds have been told different. this before. We get in our heads, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. Our heads fuel a lot of this. Yeah. So if you does. can change your head a little bit to thankful, being thankful, it's kind of what you put out, you get out. Mm-hmm. I had a really good attitude going into my surgery, but I had a year to prep and I had a few meltdowns, but I also had beautiful distractions that made it so I couldn't focus on shit. Right. That made me hyper focus on my surgery. Yeah. And so when I went into the surgery though, 
I had knew that I'm going to fall apart a little bit. So I had done all these hip flexors and I had done all of these exercises that I had read to do. I had prepped my body and I was emotionally ready. Even though right before I almost was like, I might back out. This is right now. <laughs> two days before she called me and I had to talk her down. Well, yeah. And Maddie had to talk and, you yeah, down. Yeah, I'm, I'm with my daughter and grandchildren and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And she's like, okay, talk me out. Mom, what's the issue? And I said, what if I go in and it's a 12 hour surgery? What if I wake up and I have an English accent? And I don't know why <laughs> I was worried about but that. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And I don't know why, but you know, because I, I saw that on a weird show once. And then, or what if I, I get up? They can't save my nipples. And I, I mean, I'm just going through every what-if motherfucking scenario. And I had posted it on this board for women who are kind of emotionally falling apart about this. And this lady says, well, what if you change that attitude? I mean, my daughter reading this to what if my stomach is better than before? What if my body does exactly what it's supposed to do? What if my boobs are so wonderful that I can't even believe when I look in the mirror? What if I don't die of cancer in five years and I get it? I mean, and that, right? I mean, it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. And my daughter's like, yeah, mom. She comes over and starts hitting me with the pillow. <laughs> and then my granddaughter later is like, yeah, Donna, hit me with the pillow. But it was that sense of I needed to change my mindset because mm-hmm. I was kind of breaking down, falling apart. Yep. And that, I think, is honestly one of the things, like, if you feel like you can't change your mindset, like, sometimes somebody will say something to you and you're not ready to hear it. And then you're I, defensive. You're like, right, fuck you. Right. You don't know you what don't, I'm going through. Say, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> you can't tell me how I think live. I have that a few times. Like, you don't know. It would but piss me off. One of the things that helps me when I'm spiraling like that, and it's been bad lately. Is it emotionally just falling apart? Yeah, emotionally, is to start doing three to five things every night that I'm grateful for and actually writing them down. Like to spend that time that actually will totally shift your mindset. Like, and here is a common misconception is that you can't be grateful and grieving or grateful and sad. You can. I know. I hate that. Like who fuck says that? Oh, so many people. (laughs) They need to throw a punch because we could probably do that from six feet away. (laughs) But... We know we can't have sex from six feet away. (laughs) But I do think that that really, really helps. Or for me, I know that right now I've been, I've told you this, I'm struggling on the anxiety train again. I can feel. But I think it's a lot of us. It is. It is. But those of us that are like prone to depression, prone to that. One thing is like exercise is a big thing, but I am like, all right, every single day I have to do at least two things that are productive. And what I'm doing is I... I'm doing stretches every day mm-hmm. and I do this whole thing and I stretch from like my entire body and during that stretch I'm thanking my body yeah. right so that's been huge for me the other thing is I'm trying to do something every day because I can't go to work and right now my clients that's my people that's my therapy as much as their therapy and and I had already had surgery and been off work so this has been really hard for me yeah. and if anybody knows me to my core I am a busy body I like people and I like to do things And I like to keep extremely busy. Yeah. And so this has been absolutely (laughs) fucking horrible. Yeah, because you got one week of work. And and literally right before the shutdown, the day before the shutdown, she had posted about how she had the best week at work. And it was so good to be back. And she was so thankful for her clients. And then it's like, bitch, sorry, go back home. And then then we have... We have till May 4th, mm-hmm. and then... Um, May the 4th, let us yes. out. <laughs> and then I have my second phase 
on my last surgery to fix whatever they need to fix the second phase on a month, month later. A month later. So I'm going to be down again. And so I'm not a patient person. I'm an Aries for one. That just explains a lot to a lot of you. <laughs> and so this is hard for me, but I feel like 2020 has taught me patience. Like I've never been taught patience because my Seriously. surgery was all about you can't pick at things. You have to let your body heal. Yeah. And as an esthetician, not picking at things. Don't let her fool you. She like did that before. Like before she was an esthetician. Like she no, always but it was worse after. I know it was a horrible. Act. I mean, <laughs> I am a picker. I like to pick. But this whole process has been honestly yeah, a lesson, a lesson and, learned. Yeah. yeah lesson so I, I actually feel like a lot of people are gonna fall apart during this time emotionally, mm-hmm. financially, even physically, because if you can't get I mean, honestly, there's a couple of days that I have hardly got out of bed. Oh yeah, that's what now, it is. Do you know me? I'm not sick. Like if, if I was sick, I don't get out of bed. But like I get up and I take a shower every day and I do my makeup usually a little bit, not even maybe mascara on some days. I go down and dink around and then I do some, read some books and I watch a movie and I play on Facebook and then I FaceTime some people. And then sometimes I get out and I go on a 20 minute walk and then I come. I mean, it's like in bed. <laughs> feels a lot like Groundhog Day. It does. I'm like, I will never retire. I, I'm lucky that I have a shop to go to. But what I'm finding is like I, other than fundraising, right? If somebody asks me for a fundraiser, I'm like on it. I can create a t-shirt. I can do all that stuff. But what is happening is I feel very in limbo. Like, I don't know what I should be marketing. I mean, like I have a million ideas, but then I can't like focus on anything. And so then I'm like, well, I might as well just watch vampire shows right, on Netflix right. because that's what I do because well, and I, I got really nothing. felt like when I watched Outlander, I had a moment. If you haven't watched Outlander, you'll understand. Or read them. They're fantastic books. So I'm, I'm watching this going, when she goes back into time and she's a nurse, she has all this value. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck would I do if I got back into Outlander? But then they had a waxing scene, so I feel like I'd be okay. <laughs> but now with this whole world saying bullshit, you're not in, non-essential. A non-essential. I'm like... Listen, so, nobody wants our mustaches. They're essential. <laughs> well, and then the other thing is I feel like... Maybe essential, but like, I don't know how to can anything. I could barely fall so on a motherfucking button. I told my mom, I got to learn how to make bread from yeast. This is my mother. You don't know how to do that. Your daughter does. I'm aware. I mean, I, I have made it, it one time, but it was many moons ago. We're and terrible bakers. Well, I'm an okay baker. I just don't love it. Well, that's because you have to slow down for recipe. Yeah, I want to be like, bam, sham, bam, bam. That's, what I that's like we like to cook. Ooh, let's put some of this in. Ching. And baking's like, it's one-fourth of fucking baking soda. It's root. <laughs> Who wants to follow rules like that? How many things did we ruin because of, we'd be like, where are we at this recipe? Where are we at this recipe? Yeah, so I'm at the kitchen making lavender honey Oh my God, amazing frosting and cupcakes for my friend's birthday this week. And I'm at the the Red Mountain Kitchen and I'm cooking or baking. And you should have saw how much I concentrated on this. And <laughs> you have to. I have to. And, the, and actually, there was a chef there and somebody else and they were cracking up at me. They're like, look at her concentrate. I'm like, because I will get distracted and I will forget the one fourth <laughs> teaspoon of baking soda and it will be ruined. Everything will be ruined. Everything. Or you put too much and then it like puffs up and then it's like weird spongy with a like sour yeah. taste. I feel and like calmer personalities bake better. But I then agree. my good friend Jada, she actually is an amazing baker. She's a little feisty Aries, but she's mm. mellower. She is but mellower. she's also, I don't 
know. It's weird to me. But she kind of likes rules more than I do. I think bakers subconsciously like rules, although maybe not. I don't know how we got on that subject. <laughs> Squirrel. Because we're losing our minds. Because we're falling apart. We're barely breathing. <laughs> so I do hope that during this process, everybody, men and women, take the time to have gratitude that, yes, the world is shit right now, but you know what? You have a fridge full of food. You have power on. You have a bed to sleep in. Yeah. Like, we're... I mean... We've got Netflix in and... And I get to do this. I get to do this amazing podcast and entertain people and, like... Yeah, you know, and, seriously, you know, we, our fundraisers are amazing, and people still want to help, and so and I know we'll that make when, it through this. We will make it's it just, through. It's just bizarre time, and money is money, and money will come and go. And I know that when everything's said and done, I'm going to be busy for weeks because people will have va- vagina pubic hair down to their legs. <laughs> oh my god, I'm going to weed through shit to get off that. <laughs> uh, and their peach fuzz on their face, and people are going to. I just can't wait for a facial. Because I was really sad that well, they... I are was, you exfoliating at all right now? Yes. Oh, you better be. Oh, my God. All of you better be fucking exfoliating <laughs> and moisturizing your face until you can go see wow. your esthetician. Wow. She just totally yelled at me. <laughs> I know you. I know. I know you. I know. <laughs> yeah, I miss facial. So I miss touch, that touch part. Yes, me too. That's you know? I, on, In all honesty, what I miss the most is the high-touch service. Like, I went to the chiropractor... The massage, I miss being at my body jam class. Mm-hmm. I miss your facial so much. <laughs> right? I've, like that. I've had some really great texts about, oh my God, I just really miss your touch. Well, and because you were already off, right? And I was so, the next well, week. That's, I was on the next week. I gave, because I only did, I, I had so many waxes. I did like nine waxes in one day. But I had so many waxes, I only did, had time for one facial. So the next few weeks were loaded with facials and all of those people hadn't seen me for six weeks. Mm-hmm. So they're so all like, crying. Oh, they're all like, oh my <laughs> God. But because touch is my thing. I, I have a lot of intention when I give that facial. I feel like that's what I worry about people falling apart. Well and I and I think too that that human connection, that human touch, which those we're gonna lack some of that. We are the and, repercussions and that, of that is scary. It is. It is. And that will help put us back together as we're all falling apart as a whole. I know. Because I was realizing I've been in the spa industry for years. I get a pedicure once a month. I get a Brazilian. You know, I do my wax every three weeks. I get a facial once a month. I get a massage once a month. Oh, my God. I'm sounding real high maintenance here. But I'm just saying, like, (laughs) but I'm just saying, but I've also worked in that industry, and it's important to me, and that touch, and that kind of brings me down. And I think, wow. Yeah, and I feel like that, too. I feel like... Those types of things bring me down. That's what, if you're, like, the things that I miss yeah, my are brain the things goes, that ground me. Right. That's yes. me, too. And so, I'm not very grounded right now. No, I don't feel grounded. Yeah, so now nothing's getting touched except by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I touch myself. I, I want, want you to touch me. me. When I drop, what does that fall when down? I want you above me. I touch myself. Okay, sorry. Boy. <laughs> we are, like... <laughs> Way all over Can the place. you tell we're lonely? We're so lonely. <laughs> Most people are. Because I do talk to people. <laughs> so I will tell you all before we get off this about people falling apart. So how deep down we're all just falling apart emotionally right now. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I usually have somebody at work wax me every three weeks. I don't like hair. I can't do that. So it's been been a while and I'm stressing out about it a little bit 
so I just was like, I work for a company. I have all my stuff there. So I just ordered some wax stuff for my own self so I can wax my own self. By the way, I don't recommend you to do this at all, especially if you don't know what you're doing. I went to school. I play with wax all the time. We have. I have a story. We have a story about. Yes. But I'm telling you, it is dangerous. I have seen dangerous shit happen through this. But I also know that I am a professional. I should be able to do this. But I'm scared. I'm scared because... I know that it can go wrong. So anyhow, I'm hoping that I'm emotionally good enough to do this and concentrated enough or otherwise I don't want my vagina to fall apart. No. 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 And then it'll be NADS 2.0. NADS (laughs) 2.0. 20. How many years ago was that? 20 years ago because 90 was two. Yep. 20 years ago. So I have waxed with NADS before, before I even knew what the hell I was doing. I didn't read the directions. I just went for it. And I bruised the shit out of my vagina. And I didn't even give myself a Brazilian. And I just did the side. And my sister was supposed to go. And she literally was like, fuck that. I'm out. I'm out. Out. I bruised. Oh I had God. only one side. I bruised. It was terrible. It was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. So anyway, that's all I have. So I'm, I'm commending you for your bravery in getting past. The trauma of the NAS. Well, I didn't know what do I was doing. This That's is true. The you whole are point. a professional now. Yeah, and that is the entire point. Even when I first started truly waxing and learning the wax pot, even though you know to wax, wax pots like making candy. There's a complete art. Every wax pot is different. Every wax is different. And you have to learn what that wax looks like. And we've all burned somebody a little bit. We've all tore, I mean, all of us. It's just like when you go to the doctor, it's practicing. So the more you wax, and the more that you see a vagina and the more you play with wax, the better you are at it. Sure. So I know that I'll be fine. It's just ripping that little chastity <laughs> belt of wax off is going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. Gosh, you know what else is terrible? Talk about falling apart. Everybody's hair right now. Like all the roots. Yeah, I'm so oh, glad I'm not dark hair. Oh my gosh. Anyway, as I was just looking in the mirror going, well, yeah. I feel like this is against women. This whole thing. <laughs> hard for us girls it is we're also trying to manage all the the household and yeah, I know. keep our kids happy oh my god thank god i don't have little kids at home i think i commend all you the all time. seriously I commend my daughter i have a uh, cheers i'm cheersing you because i would be falling apart like big time You'd i would be, in the be closet I, I was just gonna say that i'd be the i would be the one in the closet i was never cut out to be a stay-at-home mom so if i was forced into that role i literally would be crying so hard right now yeah i mean i do commend all of you that are doing it and just remember to be nice to your babies yeah and it's not their fault husbands be nice to their wives it's not their fault and, and if you need a time out they'll be okay yeah you go outside and out. breathe and take a and baseball bat to a tree instead of your do a weird dance <laughs> i do some weird dances when i'm alone <laughs> <laughs> do i just do some weird shit i'm gonna be like i just do like make weird sounds and i'm like if yeah. anybody was walking by and saw me they'd be like oh oh she's, she's Tourette's. she's special she's special all right okay. so we hope you all are hanging in there 
even though you know we do make light of this, we do know some there's some seriousness to it. So um, oh, we hope we hope that you um, all make it through, and that even when you're falling apart emotionally, physically, and financially, remember that tomorrow's a new day, and everybody has a second chance. For the most part. That's right. Yep. So all okay. Right. All right. Bye. Stay sane.